Get another chance with all the cowpokes pouring in this time of night. The red garters down the street, Matt told the dealer. They can go there. That one's filled up already. What are you two waiting for, if I might ask? The dealer started dealing the card to the other two gentlemen. You're sitting in my chair. Your chair? Your name's on it? Nope, Matt answered as he paid for the drinks. Thanks. Then why do you say it's your chair? I never sit in any other. Never seen you in town before. I come in once or twice a month, Matt answered, swigging down his drink. You're new in town. Been here a few weeks, the dealer replied, filling out the hands of his two players. You won't play unless you sit in my chair, right? Matt turned and stood with his back to the dealer but watched his actions through the long mirror that hung behind the bar. Steve sipped his drink as he walked around the table watching the men play. You're superstitious, I bet, the dealer suggested, watching his two counterparts throwing down cards for a draw. All right, mister, the dealer continued. After this hand, I'll take the other chair. The dealer gathered his winnings from the two gentlemen players and moved to the other side of the table taking his money and his cards with him. I've never heard anyone being so superstitious in my life, a player said as he watched Matt walk over to the table. Steve sat in the chair next to him. He's superstitious. I have, a tenor voice came from the far end of the bar. I met a man up in Abilene that did, a marshal. Oh, he sat with his back to the wall. Nothing superstitious about it. Just didn't want anyone to take advantage of him behind his back. That's it? The dealer asked, tossing a double eagle into the pot for the ante. Without a reply, Matt sat down, threw in his ante, and then took a cigar from his leather vest. You don't say much, the dealer said as he began dealing out the cards. What about your friend? Let's play, Matt said, lighting his cigar. Sure, mister, the dealer replied, finishing up the deal. Mind telling us your names? Steve Andrews, Steve answered, peeking at his cards. Matt Jorgensen. Matt Jorth, the man at the far end of the bar said, almost spilling his drink. He was short, rather stout, sported a thin mustache and a goatee, and wore a black derby that suggested he wasn't a cowboy. The Brazos kid? he asked, looking at Matt. Sometimes called in my younger days... Matt responded with his eyes level to the man's hands dangling at his sides. He could see he didn't wear any guns. Brazos to most now. I hear you're one of the fastest guns alive. I'm a mite slower, Steve mused and tilted his hat forward. My name's Kelly Williams, reporter for the Waco Gazette, the man said as he started to walk over to Matt's table. Who's faster? the dealer asked. The marshal this man met in Abilene, Matt answered, letting out a ring of cigar smoke while he examined his cards. Not anymore, Kelly said. Matt took out his cigar, tilted back his hat, and looked straight into the little man's eyes. What do you mean, Mr. Williams? the dealer asked, holding the deck of cards in both hands. He was killed in a saloon a few days ago. News just came in from the Abilene Journal. Ready for the morning edition. Who was killed? The dealer asked again. K. 
Kelly watched Matt's face grow in anger. He shot up fast and walked back to his seat at the bar. Matt threw his hand down on the table, rose and walked over to the little man. What's his name? You know who I'm talking about, Kelly said, taking a nervous sip of his beer. Who? Matt demanded. Rod Best, the marshal in Abilene. The hell he did, Matt yelled at the little man, turning him around and picking him up by his lapels, almost hiding Kelly's face inside his coat. Here, Kelly said. I've got my notes right here. Matt turned loose of Kelly's coat and allowed him to reach into his pocket. His hand came out with a notepad, which he quickly handed to Matt. The notes were scribbled in Kelly's own shorthand, so he had to read them for Matt. Putting on his spectacles, he took the pad back and read aloud. 1 February 71, about 10 o'clock p.m.